Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. What's up, girl? You got just me. It's just me and you, babe. Just you and me and you and sitting in that little car wherever you're at. I know you might get your earbuds in right now, so let me serenade you with my sexy voice. <laughs> my sexy voice sort of sounds like, like a gay elf. Like a gay elf that prances throughout Santa Claus's kingdom. His kingdom? Let's let's not call it his kingdom. Finally home from the tour. Off the road until March. Cannot wait. It's been an adjustment. Just wanted to stop and give a super, super huge thank you to everybody listening. I love your support. It means so much to me when I go and do the shows and you tell me I listen to you every day or I listen to your podcast every single Monday. It's just like, it's like, what? You guys just listen to me banter about, about life and stuff. It just, oh, I love it. It means a lot to me. Oh, today's episode, by the way, is about bougie private school gifts. Oh, get ready. It's a doozy. it's, It's so humbling too when people come up to me on the road or in the friggin' streets even, and they just yell the secret passcode. If you guys are new here, if you're a socialite, that means you're a social studies podcast listener. The passcode is one, two, three, all eyes on me. If you see me out in the pub, public, or the actual pub, you have permission, that's gay for permission, to yell, one, two, three, eyes on me. And then most likely I'm going to yell back, one, two, eyes on you, bitch. You know, it's so cool when it happens. I love it. I was in Phoenix and this man, the vast majority of you are women and gay men. Okay. This man came up to me and he was like, "Uh, excuse me, one, two, three eyes on me. And I was so taken back that I looked at him. I just said, you what? (laughs) He, He laughed. He's like, my wife listens to you every Monday. I'm usually around. I hear it too. She saw you. She wasn't sure. And I wanted to, I told her she was wrong and it was you. So I came up and I did it. I was like, oh my God. He's like, but you didn't say one, two eyes on you, bitch. I was like, (laughs) you clocked me at my own game. I love it. So hi to you, Mr. Phoenix man. That was great. Also, I have to tell you guys something. I talked about this a little bit on the Patreon bonus episode. I got into a little, a little deep dive of this one with my mom. By the way, become a Patreon member, support the podcast, get tons of bonus content. We got some cool stuff coming. I'm going to be doing trivia with Trish. Trish is coming back. If you don't who know who Trish is, she's a hoot and holler. But she's coming back for the Patreon members only. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Sign up, support the podcast. I love you. Anyway, I did the shows in Indy a couple weeks ago. And there's this part in the show where I interact with a straight man. Okay. A couple times. My gaydar's been a little bit off and they weren't so straight, which was a pleasant surprise. Anyway, I start the joke by saying, what do you do? They tell me their profession. This man, I said, what do you do? And he goes, uh, I got shot by a rocket. And I was like, that's the most Indiana shit I've ever heard in my life. I said that to his face, right? I'm just drilling him about getting shot by a rocket. I'm like, what do you got? Workman's comp or something? He's like, yeah, I guess so. 
And he was just being a good sport throughout the entire thing, right? His wife is cracking up, cracking up. So I'm like, stand up. I got something for you. You guys, I shit you not. This guy stands up. He's got no leg. He had a prosthetic leg. I was like, insert foot in mouth now. Here I'm railing this dude out (laughs) because he got shot by a rocket. Little did I know that meant he got his leg shot off by a rocket. You could have used a little more descriptive language there, sir. But anyway, he loved it. Him and his wife were just like cackling away. They were super into the show. But it made me realize, too, that like sometimes like it doesn't matter if you shy away from talking about something or something like that. You're actually excluding people. You know, you come to a comedy show. There is an element of surprise. You could get your ass called out. Right. So, like, why exclude anyone? This dude, just because he got his leg leg shot off or something. I don't... You still came to the show, bud. Like, you're still part of this atmosphere that we're creating. So, you're not safe. It wasn't mean-spirited or anything like that. It was actually pretty funny. You know, I had another couple. They loved this. They were deaf, and they were signing in the front row. There was actually no interpreter to that show for some reason. I think they were just reading my lips. But they were just signing back and forth throughout the whole show. Comedy club etiquette, everyone, don't talk. Like, laugh, have a good time. But if I'm, like, doing some jokes, you don't got to, like, turn to each other and dissect it together or talk about the one time that that thing that I'm talking about happened to you. (laughs) You know how it happens in your classroom when you say something and your students all are like, oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. That happened to me when I was playing Roblox. Shut up. Like, it's the same thing. Okay? So this deaf couple is just signing away to each other while I'm doing the show. So I was like, um, hello, stop talking. And this friggin' woman in the back thought she was going to be, I don't know, Joan of Arc or whoever, and just like shoot up and save the day. She stood up and she's like, hey, they're deaf. And I was like, and they're still talking. And everyone died laughing. This deaf couple, they were laughing so hard at that. Because they're like, yeah, we were, we're talking. (laughs) And then after the show, they're like, thanks for including us. It felt great to like feel involved. I was like, yeah, don't shy away from things. You know what I'm saying? You got to just dive on in. That's my job, by the way, everybody, is to make happy, happy, fun time. So let's all just, you know, sit on that for a second. Going to get into the emails this week. They're great. They are so great. I can actually resonate because I um I did teach in private school for one year. And it was a doozy. Got some stories about that coming up. But... Quick word from our podcast sponsors. So the the majority of my experience, like 10, what? I either was in the classroom for 10 or 11 years. I don't fully know. And and okay, I think 12 if you include my student teaching, which by the way, when you tell people how long you've been a teacher, you damn well do get to include your student teaching, Okay. That's a year of your life that you, some or a semester, depending on where you went, that you worked full time for free. Yeah, you get to include that. Okay. 
So I think 12. I think about I did 10 years in Title I, like exclusively Title I schools, which I loved, by the way. First of all, there's not a lot of parent involvement in a lot of Title I schools, which is a blessing and a curse. Blessing because I noticed for the most part that they're very like, hey, we trust you, do your thing, whatever you say goes. And I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good. So not a lot of helicopter parents in Title I. A little bit sad because sometimes you do need, you know, some parent you know, participation, stuff like that. And you don't always get it. It's sad. But let's, you know, some of these parents are dealing with issues. They're like, do I work two jobs and put food on my table or go volunteer at my kid's school? So, like, I get it. We're going to make do. We're going to make do, mama. We're going to make do. So, taught at Title One, sold my soul. Oh, actually... I didn't teach in title for two years. One time I sold my soul to the devil and I taught in a bougie ass public school. This school, okay, they thought that they were like cream of the crop. And guess what? They weren't because it's still a public school at the end of the day. Everybody, the parents there not really. I had I had great parents there. Like I had really great parents there. There were a couple that were like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call them pain in the asses. They were just maybe overly curious about what was going on in the classroom, which I actually appreciated. But the school in general, this district was so fucking bougie. I'm like, get your heads out of your ass, everyone. We're still funded by the government. Every teacher here is what's that? Or we're all working for peasant scraps, whatever way you want to slice it. And the district was like so like proud of being like this, like super bougie, blah, blah. I'm like, well, first of all, you don't really got any fucking issues going on here, soul sister. But you do have some issues because, oh, I don't want to say this. Oh, shit. I don't want to. Okay, we'll say this. There was some real bibbity bobbity bullshit going on at district office, okay? I'm not saying that someone high up at district office got in some very public, very legal situations doing some illegal stuff that they definitely should have done and kept their job. I'm not saying that happened, but I'm also not not saying that happened. I'm also not not saying that that happened, okay? You read between the lines. Let's just say this. Whatever that person did, had they been just a regular classroom teacher, dismissed immediately. Dismissed? Was there probably some embezzlement going on to the school board? So maybe to the, to the, you know, to the local sheriff? I don't know but I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. But this school district's like, Oh, we're so much better than all these other districts around and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cause y'all don't got r- actual problems going on here. This is like friggin' Pleasantville. So have several seats and just let's call it like it is everybody. They also like, you had to like teach dramatically to the script I call it a script because it wasn't a curriculum anymore because you literally had to teach it word from word. I was a, I was a robot straight up, 100% robot. Yeah, I was like reading from the script, saying these lines from the script. And I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. You know what this flip this, you know what this script is going to get flipped. 
because this is Mr. D's castle now and you're going to play by the rules of my kingdom. Bada boom. I did made more enemies than friends, but we're moving past it. Anyway, started working in a private school a little while later. Y'all don't even understand the shit that goes on in private school. Like it is okay. The private school, the private school that I was into, you guys aren't going to believe this. You would submit your report cards to the administration office and they they said they were proofreading all the teachers report card comments, which thank God they did because some of these teachers write like they're free base in meth while they're doing report cards. OK, I had a teacher one time that I worked with. She literally used the letter U as Y-O-U in her report cards. I'm like, bitch, this is not AOL Instant Messenger, all right? You need to like zoom it back to 2007, teach yourself how to use real text, and then come back here. Capiche? See you later. Anyway, they would they would correct your stuff, then send it, and then, and then that would be, however they did it, would be your report card comment. It never happened to me, and I do not know actualness that it happened to other people but i guarantee that there have been times where they took what the like what the teacher was writing and just completely changed it to maybe please the parents the name of the game in private school is please the parents in most private schools i will say the private school that i was at was very very good about being real with the parents and telling them what's going on. There wasn't a lot of sugarcoating, but I have a lot of friends who are like, they will do anything to keep this tuition flowing, baby. And I mean, hey, private school parents, you keep that in mind too. Like they they have stake, they have real stake in the game. Real stake in the game. And by stake, I mean tens of thousands of dollars a year. That's what I mean. We had, So like during the pandemic, I was hearing from, a teacher friend of mine who also worked in private school, she told me that you know, we all, every school around here in the Seattle area, you couldn't travel. Like the kids or the teachers, you couldn't travel. So there was like a ban on that. And if you did travel, when you came back, you had to quarantine for like 14 days or whatever it was. That was in place for probably the entire year. I had a teacher friend of mine who taught at a local private school say that they had parents who were like, arguing back and forth they're like yeah but we're taking our private plane so it's like it's like acceptable right no bitch you're still going to fucking aruba and then showing up on monday like nothing ever happened i'm sorry no absolutely not like beep up let's snap back to reality i know you live over here in like six, seven, eight, nine figure land. But, you know, nobody else here really understands what it's like to be the 2%. So if you could just scale it back a little bit before you take your plane on a little family trip, pump the brakes. Ugh. okay. These emails are unbelievable. Quick, a quick another word from the sponsor, and then we're going to get into the emails. Yeah, the emails. Wow, I can't sing. This one's great. Hi, Mr. D. Love the podcast. To set the scene, I work in a 
bougie, rich-ass private school. I'm talking $75,000 tuition. $75,000? Holy shit balls! $75,000? You could buy like a fucking purebred horse from Germany with that. Shipping included. That's... Why did my brain go there? Why did my brain go to buy a horse from Germany? What? There's so much other shit you could buy with that. $75,000. That's bonkers for one year could you imagine 75k dude 75k i never even made 75k a year as my teacher salary ever i think you got to be working in most districts depending on where you're at i would say at least 15 16 17 years to get in even remotely into the 70s i don't know muggles muggles listening okay let me just tell you this as t- and most most people will recognize with this. The most states, I'm gonna say, in at least 48 states, this is true. You'll that when you look at the teacher salary, you will never break a hundred thousand dollars, ever. And the rare school districts where a teacher can break a hundred thousand dollars and more as their annual salary. You do not break that until you teach at least 30 years with your master's, which, mind you, you'll never pay off. Okay, so now that you muggles know what we actually have to deal with. okay, you think you could be a little nicer. I muggles pull your friggin car over, go to the nearest school and you just you just grovel at the feet of those teachers and beg for forgiveness okay (laughs) we are poor people we're poor people okay you don't when i had my first year teaching all i ate was ramen noodles and macaroni craft microwavable macaroni and cheese for dinner for a whole year and this is not an exaggeration poor as Fuck, girl. Literally just like scrounging for every last cent. I would get my paychecks in, you guys. Wow, I'm on an ADHD tangent right now. Just roll with it. You all know what this is like. When you get your first teacher paycheck, it's like three numbers. The first one is maybe a nine if you're lucky. Okay. And if you are like me, You are literally looking at this paycheck thinking, okay, well, after I pay my rent, my car, my car insurance, my groceries, my loans, I don't have any of this paycheck left. So how am I going to eat? Like, that is true. Okay, whoa, tangent done. Let me continue this email. $75,000 tuition. Imagine the parents all rolling up in Rolls Royces and the poor parents have Teslas. Oh my God, shoot me. Mind you, a lot of our staff parking lot is just full of fucked up Hondas and Toyotas, but that's not the focus here. (laughs) Girl, trust. Well aware. I know this life. So Christmas comes along. I'm a first year teacher at a brand new school fun, right? I expect the usual, you know, Starbucks gift cards, maybe the same old number one teacher mug with an ornament. And that's where I was wrong. A few things that I recall, and this girl lists them out for me. Such a teacher. Anyway, number one, an Hermes scarf with a $250 Nordstrom gift card. 
wow. What's it like, girl? What's it like? Two. Swarovski entire stationery set with $500 to South Coast Plaza, a mall, but only for people who are rich as fuck. Number three, the piece de resistance is, okay, first of all, girl, you've been teaching in private school too long. If you're going to come up in these emails, talk to my title one ass and say phrases like the piece de resistance. Know your audience, girlfriend. Oh my God, I can't even stomach this one. Number three, the piece de resistance, Christian Lou Batons. Girl, you're, you're... Kids, parents got you red bottoms? Are you shitting me right now? Red bottoms? What? Are you... Listen, let me break this down for you. I I didn't even know what they were for the longest time because I just like did not live in that realm of society. For everyone listening, these are expensive shoes. And by expensive, I'm talking thousands of dollars a pair. This teacher gives them as a... But here's the thing. When I was in private school, I never experienced, um, it was never like a guilt trip. But when a kid's parents gets you a gift like that, are is there like sort of like unwritten agreement? Like I got you, like, like they got you now. Like I own you a little bit. Like I like dangling it over your head. Is that true for you when you get these like bougie ass gifts? I don't know. Then she ends by saying, these amazing gifts truly made up for the garbage pay. See, doesn't matter. Even if you're in private school, you're making bullshit money. You're making bullshit money and it is not funny. Even when I was in private school, teaching in private school for I think two-ish was like $37,000 or something like that. The pay was like the most disrespectful thing I could ever do. I was like, girl, if I didn't have a second, third and fourth job, uh, this would not be happening. Let's read another one. Ugh, this one's so cute. It just makes me want to throw up. Ugh. Hi, Mr. D. I had to let you know about the best present that I ever got from my class. My students knew that I love baking and French macaroons. Private school. Okay. So the families got together and bought me a macaroon baking kit. Okay, cute. We're off to a cute start. Macaroon scented candles. We love a theme. And a class to go learn how to bake macaroons with a French pastry chef. And also a gift card to anthropology and like $250. I was floored. <laughs> Literally reading these makes me want to go play Frogger in the middle of I-90. Like, what? <laughs> like, like, this just kept going. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, they got me macaroon baking kits, candles, a class with a French pastry chef, and also an anthropology gift card of, like, $250. But, like, who is counting? <laughs> like, holy shit. She goes, but the baking class, chef's kiss. I literally and metaphorically was flabbergasted wonderful families at the previous school have a wonderful holiday you know what you too girl you have a wonderful you know what have a holly jolly christmas as you're just smacking down on those macaroons while the rest of us are getting cut out snowflakes that are soaked in probably urine all right 
I would be lucky if I got a pack of cigarettes and all of them were in there. (laughs) This is great. I love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. But can I just say this too? The macaroon cooking class with a French pastry chef, that is like that is next level. Like, not only are these parents rich, they're rich and thoughtful. We love a rich and thoughtful bitch, don't we? This one's actually pretty dope. Like, listen, if you're a specialist teacher, I'm talking music, art, gym, whatever else it is. If you're one of those, pull over, okay? (laughs) Because this one's great. Hey, Mr. D, I'm a former kindergarten teacher. Hey, girl, we speak the same language and can't think of anything spectacular that I received. (laughs) Feel you, girl. Aside from something sentimental and adorable. However, the moms and parents for my elementary kids class all chip in for a cash card for the support teachers, art, music, PE, etc. And right now they are up to $100 per teacher as of today. That's just one grade. There are eight grades in the school. What? The music teacher is about to be eight hundred dollars richer i'm pretty sure it was illegal to accept over thirty dollar gift cards in my district i can only imagine what the main teachers will get guess i know what school i'm applying to next year your podcast in the is the best please keep this anonymous if needed teaching is something else this is unbelievable first of all i am for it i am so for it you guys I'm talking specialist teachers, the counselor, the nurse, not usually the secretary. They typically have, you know, some some rapport with a lot of the families and get some stuff. But the, the librarian, the rest of these hoes, they're running around the school working their titties off. Yeah, I said it. They're working their titties off. Their titties are melting because they are going dashing to and fro in a one horse open sleigh trying to stop Billy from slamming Johnny's head into a brick wall because his IEP was not submitted on time. So we have to wait another 365 days before we can do another reevaluation. That's public school, bitch. So when Cheryl's running across the hallway, sweating her titties off, Because her caseload is through the friggin' roof. Remember, Cheryl needs a Christmas present. She needs $500 and a vodka IV for being the only school counselor in the building. Do you have any idea what kind of psychological damage that does to a human? Put that in Title I and write, she's probably got six kids that she's adopted on her own, too. And a litter of cats, because, you know, those bodega cats, you can't just let them be. So who takes them? Sharon, obviously. And don't get me started on PE teacher Craig. Craig's over here making connections with students left and right, especially the ones who are athletically inclined. Because y'all know my gay ass is not going to throw on a football at recess. Hell no. But it's him over here instilling the wisdom of how to throw a football, how to kick a soccer ball, how to get your ass to college with that, you know, whatever you call college basketball acronym, scholarship coin, honey. What are you going to get, Craig? Craig needs a little something something. 
you know, Craig also needs to come by and monitor my class for a few because I need a break, okay? I need to go put a little Kahlua in my coffee and nobody's going to talk about it. Right, Craig? Thank you. Go put the dodgeballs away. No, I love this. These people get shit on year after year. Nothing. I'm talking squat. Not even a thank you. If you're if you're a muggle and you're listening to this right now and your kid has a particular inkling to like art class, music class, gym class, whatever it is, if they come home and they talk about what they did in that class, that means they liked it. Have them and you co-sign on it too. Just a, a bare minimum, a thank you letter to those specialist teachers. They work there. They have like 800 more, they have thousands of kids a day, a day. And the good ones know all of their names for that year. You absolutely have full right to forget their names after summer goes by. But they know these kids. Every kid in the school passes their classroom. You want to talk about COVID exposure. These hosts are running around up and down the school exposing themselves more than the average bear daily. They probably, you know, their noses are bleeding. The nurse is like, okay, either you have a deviated septum from all the cocaine that you've been doing or we've been swabbing this left nostril a little too frequently either way i'm not judging i know how hard your job is like that's what's going on in the world of a specialist teacher i love this let's make this happen in more schools let's make it happen let's make it happen unless you know you're in a private school then just get them something from i don't know your trust fund other than that just you know call it a day let's do another Okay, I can't find this one, but I do need to tell you about it. So I posted a video on um, Facebook the other day. It was like do's and don'ts for shopping for teachers on for the holiday season. Very well received video. By the way, if you're still trying to shop for your kid's teacher this uh, holiday season, I have flare pen pouches on my websites that say teachers have all the flair in a cutesy pootsy fartsy little collig. That's gay for calligraphy. You can scoop them up. Shop MrDTimes3.com. Cute idea. Stuff it with flare pens. Then give it to your kid's teacher. Ah, right, right. Gotcha. Shush fans are also back in stock. They make great stocking stuffers. Shop MrDTimes3.com. Go scoop them up. Okay, anyway. So I posted that video and the comments were just flooded with like people saying things that they've gotten that they've enjoyed for Christmas. But this girl, I, I didn't think it was real. But then I saw that she posted a picture to go along with it. Apparently, she loves sloths. And that's the thing. It's very common for your students to know. Why Why is this true, though? They always know what your favorite animal is, like your favorite animal, your favorite color. They know all those basic favorites. She must have like one. I bet sloths were like her classroom theme or something. But they knew that she had a real tender spot for sloths. Like all the parents knew that. You guys. I shit you not, the parents in her classroom teamed up together and they all chipped in to give her what was called the sloth experience. I don't know who, remember we talked about this, there's always that wild animal man who comes to your school and does the assembly and he's like holding a six foot alligator and you're like, sir, I think this is a safety hazard, also probably an OSHA violation, also probably a HIPAA violation, not sure how, but I know it is somehow. 
I think it was that man came to their school and brought an actual sloth. And I guess she just got to like play with it and hang around with it for like an hour. I, I didn't believe it. She posted pictures of her with a sloth hanging all over her. I'm like, what in the world? First of all, that could happen in a Title I school. That doesn't just have to be a private school thing. Do you know how I know? Because you know one of these backwoods kids, parents, run some friggin' exotic animal, Joe Exotic asks roadside zoo, where they have smuggled a sloth in from Costa Rica. 100%. This is plausible for all teachers. 100% could happen. Am I jealous? Bet your bottom dollar. Is there a reason why you didn't call me? I would have called these other private school parents to be like, you know what you can get me for Christmas? Just a quick trip on your private jet over to this girl's school so I can, you know, snuggle this sloth a little bit. And then we can head on back. Questions that I have for you. Did it smell? Because do you, I don't know. Sloths are cute when they're like a cartoon. Have you actually looked at a sloth? Like for real? Like up close in a picture or in person? Their faces sort of look like a smushed butthole. Smushed butthole face. And their fur does not look like it would be pleasant to the touch. It very much looks like broom fibers. <laughs> okay. That are a little damp and have algae growing in it. Most likely this thing has a rancid mildew piss-esque smell. I'm going to guess. Look at a slop. They also move slow as fuck. So hello. It's not like it's rushing over to the lake to clean itself. Lake? Ocean? River? I don't know. Whatever it is, it better speed on over to the valley of water and dip those little claws in so it can clean that butthole face. Because you know it is not smelling grand. It is not. Okay, also, how did they get, what approvals, what what ordinance did you have to bypass to bring the sloth into the school? Girl, I could barely bring my dog into the school. And you're just going to like whip up a sloth. Does a sloth bite? And if it does, what happens? If, the, if it bites a kid or a teacher? Well, well, you know what happens if it bites a teacher. Nothing. Okay, first of all. What if it pisses on you? What if it shits on you? This woman didn't have a care in the world. She was like, don't give a fuck. There's a sloth in here. Give it to me to give some cuddles to. That's some shit. That's a good gift. I would like that. Except sub out sloth for like two things. One, one million percent flying squirrel. The cutest animal out there fight me second a litter of golden retriever puppies i picked my golden retriever puppy up on saturday of this week i'm gonna be a dog dad just so everyone knows instagram my instagram is gonna become a full-blown puppy account probably 
Get ready for Mac Dombrowski, Mac Daddy, Macaroni and Cheese, Mac Attack, Mac something else that goes with it that sounds real cute. This dude is so fucking cute. He is like breaking hearts and taking names already, and he's not even in my presence yet. Oh, I cannot wait to snuggle him. Anyway, that's what I want you to do. Get a litter of golden retriever puppies and you bring that to my classroom. It has been written. Make it happen. Got another one. Hey, Joe, love the podcast. Puts a smile on my face every episode. So I work at a private school in the Hamptons. Oh, shit. Do you now? Okay, let's see how this goes. And the gifts were so kind. Not only would families give individual gifts, but also class gifts. I taught fifth grade social studies and math as well as sixth grade math and social studies. So I'd get a gift from each class. Between the two class gifts, I got around $800 and the owners of the school would, the owners, okay, we're, we're using that term. The owners of the school would also give each employee an extra 200. That's just Christmas. What the hell? It was also an incredibly kind gift, and I couldn't even believe it my first year. Yeah, I bet you never left after that, too. Also, my parents bought me a rocking chair that I registered for my baby shower. The rocking chair is $500. Honestly, there are no words, but they... <laughs> There are no words, but thank you, and thank you for making me blessed. Love the staff, love the students, love the parents. I can't wait to send my baby there. Can't wait to listen to this podcast episode. Okay, listen, girl. Mm-hmm. I got a couple things for you, Miss Thing. First of all, this is a yes. This is a big yes for me. Second of all, let's talk about that part where you said you can't wait to send your babies there. Do you get to send your kids to this bougie-ass private school for free? Because the one that I went to, the teachers did not get to send your kids for free. You didn't even get a, like, discount. (laughs) Like, not even a little bit. I'm over here like, can I use my teacher discount on on a little bit of tuition? They were like, no. I'm like, okay, well, good to know. Looks like we're back in the public school system. Second of all, I'm this is very, the the rocking chair, very thoughtful. The fact that they got you all this I don't, cold hard cash, very thoughtful. Love that. But before I read you to filth, I do want to say that I do love that you put in there that you loved the staff, you love the staff, you love the families, you love the kids. That makes such a difference. I've worked in one of five different school districts. Only one of them did we have like a cohesive staff. We we like worked together. We partied together all the time. I'm talking all of us. Like I was the youngest, but I was like, I'm not going to say that we might have, you know, all gotten a jacuzzi at an end of the year staff party and drank our faces off. To the point where we all had to spend the night. I'm not going to say that happened. But I'm not going to not say that that happened. Like we were tight. Thick as thieves. Looked out for each other. First I was a first year teacher. They just brought me handfuls of shit. All their leftover stuff. It was shit trash garbage looking back at it now. But as a first year teacher I'm like thank you. I'm poor as fuck. Thank you. Like it was super nice. Uh, So don't take that for granted. If you teach in a school where the staff actually gets along. 
and people like being there. The grass isn't always greener. Just know that. Okay, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. School in the Hamptons, private school in the Hamptons. Is it, is it wrong of me to say that all you got was $800? Like, I love it. I think it's thoughtful. I think it's very nice. I think one family alone probably could have gotten you $800, right? Put $800 next to sloth, girl. You can't put a, you can't put a price on the sloth experience, my friend. Okay? But 800 bones... Mm, I think they lowballed you for taking care of their kids. And you know that they got fucking like nannies and au pairs and shit. Like they don't see those kids as much as they claim to, as much as Instagram claims to. You're, you're more than the teacher. 800 bucks. I think they could have done better. Just going to say that. The other girl got all of that and Louboutins and she did not teach in the Hamptons. So... What's that say about these Hamptons parents? Cough it up, okay? Consider it like tipping your teacher. No, it's like, it's not even tipping your teacher because that is not actually mandatory. It's like paying your taxes. You have to, you have to do this for your teacher, especially if you're rich as hell. God damn, what do we got to do to instill this wisdom into these people? I want to do one more just because I'm loving this. So let's do it. This one's great. I'm going to call this this little hooker out because she needs to. She starts it. She goes, hi, Joe. Can you please tell your assistant, Miss Holly? This girl hounds me all the time. It's hilarious. I'm not mad. But she hounds me all the time because she insists that I don't actually answer my own DMs and messages and comments and emails. She's like, it's your assistant. No. I would not give Jeff that responsibility. Nobody can capture this voice but me. Just so everybody's clear, have you ever gotten an email response, a comment back, a like back, a DM back? It's really me. <laughs> People refuse to believe that. It is really me. I I even had okay. It's no it's no um it's no secret. I'm moving up in the world with the tours and everything that's going on, right? had an opportunity to work with a social media manager. They're like, this is what we can offer you. And it was like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, and we will even, you know, write back to your fans and talk back to them and respond and do it in your voice. Obviously I was like, skirt, pump the brakes. First of all, that's the part that I love the most. Probably I love connecting with you guys. So no, thank you. I got that covered. Uh, also, try to pretend to be me. They will catch you in a second. These bitches know what's up. Then they're not here for any bibbity bobbity bullshit. Third, you can just stick to, you know, making a good little flyer every now and then. But other than that, we need to slow that roll down. Okay? Uh, well, now you guys know it's me. Anyway, she goes... This is the best gift that I ever got. It's a Dodgers baseball that has been on display at Dodger Stadium for years now. Word got around. It was probably more like my collection of 250 plus Dodger bobbleheads that I have in my classroom that I'm a huge Dodgers fan. Thus, this was a super cool baseball and a very super cool gift. This is actually dope. She's got a picture that she took of her with the baseball when it was at Dodgers Stadium. 
And oh, they got her the baseball and they printed on it. It says, Dear Mrs. I'm saving your identity. Number one teacher and fan 2012. Well, would you look at that? And she even sent me the picture in her diary. I love this. When they can get you something super specific, that's cute. Something that I love that my class got me one time, I love meat. Okay, laugh it up. I do. I love meat. Well, whatever. I do. My class, the parents gained up. They got me a cooler full of meat. Just like full of meat. Full of meat. I was like, this is amazing. I actually love this. I love to cook. I love meat. And I'm going to do good by this. So I had all my friends over. We had a little meat party. That sounds terrible. Anyway, we did. And it was fantastic. Specific gifts are the best. God, I love this. I love doing this. I love this podcast. I love you guys. You guys, this podcast has grown so friggin' much. It is insane. I can't believe how many of you guys listen to this thing a week. Mind blowing. Hey, do me a favor if you got the time. If you can go give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review, that would be super helpful. Help the podcast grow. Um, which we constantly want to be doing. It'll take like two seconds. Go to Apple Podcasts, find the podcast, give it five stars, write a cute little review, and uh, let me know. Last week, I did a little giveaway. If you left a five-star review, I picked a couple winners. Uh, if you leave, if you do leave a five-star review and you put your Instagram handle at the bottom, I'll pick a couple of you and send you some Mr. D merch. I'm going to send this person uh, a Mr. D shush fan and the... Uh, teachers have all the flare pen pouch and the Mr. D sticker bundle. They wrote a five-star review. It says, if you think this podcast is anything less than five stars, you better shh and sit down right now. Mr. D knows exactly how to make me laugh every Monday morning on the way to school. His content is amazing. And whether you are a teacher or a muggle, which means non-teacher, he will make you laugh. I have recommended him to so many teacher friends and I cannot stop listening to Joe. Take, please take my advice and many others' advice and listen to this podcast. We will love that for you. Oh, she even used a phrase that I use. We will love that for you. That's awesome. So congratulations to JCO326. I'm going to write you on Instagram right now. Get your address so we can send you this. You guys leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle. And I'll pick a couple of you to win a prize. Also, huge thank you to all of our Patreon members. Patreon is really how we keep the podcast going. It's a way for you to support the podcast and also get bonus content that I put out for you guys every week. You get bonus episodes of social studies sometimes. You get bonus episodes of behavior management that's been received very well. You get bonus episodes of Let's Watch TV with my mom. I just gave away prizes to all of my Patreon fans for free free shipping. One of the big important ones is, um, you know, about tour dates first and foremost before they go on sale to the public. So you for sure will get a seat. Uh, it's a great Patreon perk and there's a big 2022 tour coming up. So if you want to become a Patreon fan, please make sure that you go over and sign up at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Thank you for even considering becoming a fan. It is truly how we keep the podcast going. Hello, to our newest Patreon fans, Rachel Circus. Rachel 
forgive me if it's Raquel. Looking at the spelling, it very well could be Raquel. We're just gonna, we're just gonna roll with it, Raquel and or Rachel Circus. Amanda Finch. Lou with two U's. I love you. Haley Blair. Bree Ann. Emily, just Emily. Jessica Carl Eskint. Michelle L. Tracy. And Kelsey Breda. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Social Studies Podcast. I absolutely am loving making this for you guys. I'm having a blast and I hope you are too. Make sure you get some laughs in this week. I don't care what it is. Go back, watch your funniest movie. Get on TikTok for like 20 minutes and just watch funny stuff over and over and over and laugh. You deserve a good laugh. I believe it more than ever that laughter is the best medicine. It's what got me through being in quarantine, through the pandemic. So many people after the shows come up and they're like, Joe, you don't know whatever big tragedy happened in their life. And laughing at this show tonight has just been the biggest release that I've had in my life. Laughter makes you feel better. You deserve to laugh. Go get some laughs in. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting me. I support you too. And we will see you next week. Bye.